This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo never let them see you like this and the amazing chris randazzo laying cable means sex <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television this week was my pick i chose the boys season one episode one the name of the game but before we get into that here is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong suggest a show we we will watch it we're we're now we're, we're open to just about anything we oh well, we're open yeah yeah that i went that i went there i did all right, so I... Yeah, we've watched Syphil and Ollie. We're open yeah, to anything. anything. <laughs> it's very true. Um, okay, so me and the missus watched a good chunk of this show before I recommended it, before I you know made the choice. And I... Okay, with the amount of superhero stuff that's out there, um, all of it being dark and gritty you know the stuff that really doesn't necessarily need to be dark and gritty seeing this show made me understand why dark and gritty was was good like we sat down and watched the first episode of this show and at the end of it we both looked at each other and went wow wow i do not believe that this show suffered at all from pilot's disease I immediately wanted to watch the rest of this show. And all it is is this simple take on what if superheroes were a, or being a superhero was a business and how absolute power could possibly corrupt absolutely. So when, something possibly absolutely I, because there, you know there there are there are a couple of characters on this show that sort of either teeter on that line of you know being corrupt or maybe regretting being corrupted and there are those that are just you know doe-eyed and in it for the right reasons um but like before we delve into the specifics of the the show what did you guys had had you watched any of this beforehand or is it just one of those you saw it and you said i'm interested in it because i remember you saying that you wanted to or you had seen it the last time when i recommended the show i was very interested in watching this i had heard lots and lots of good things about it 
but we had not checked any of it out. I had not read any of the comics. The only thing I knew about the comics was that it was gruesome, and there was a character drawn to look like, uh, what's his name? Um, the father. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yes. Who, who was in the show, plays the but, father in the show. I loved that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird with his American accent. Like That was off-putting, yes. <laughs> yikes. That was, you know, yeah, no. Don't do that. Like, not that it was a bad accent, just... No, it's Simon Don't Pegg with an American yeah. accent. It's not. It's not it's right. It's not okay. It's <laughs> that, that's just not all right. Uh, I um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's it was it was dark, man. <laughs> when it went in some very difficult to watch directions. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, again, and it's it's funny because we we stopped watching this after this episode. Uh, we didn't watch any more after this because we had moved on to Orange is the New Black. Okay, and there's stuff happening in this the final season of Orange is the New Black that is also very uncomfortable to watch. But in a similar respect to like the things that were happening in the boys that were difficult to watch, I was thinking as I'm watching this, this is awful, and I'm really glad somebody is telling this story. Um, mm-hmm. like, I got what you're saying, yeah. I mean, the whole thing with uh, the sparkly girl uh, just <laughs> immediately... Starlight, sure, being immediately put in those positions, which was absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I know, that's not really an exaggeration. <laughs> that kind of stuff happens in the real world all the time, and it is absolutely grotesque. And uh, and in seeing it in this type of position, like as soon as she started talking to not Aquaman about like the deep having a, the the deep sure about <laughs> having his poster on her wall, I was like, oh no, this is gonna go ugly real quick. And there it is, mm-hmm. and that was gross. Uh, but no, I was I, I was very impressed by the fact that they were telling that story because i thought i thought from one angle that this was just going to be gratuity for gratuity's sake and i like that they are handling kind of the emotional backlash of that kind of stuff like you know when you know not flash liquefied that dude's fiance a train (laughs) sure uh yes that was it was it was almost shot for comedy but then like Dude had absolutely no remorse about it because if you think about it, that's probably the way these kinds of superheroes would act, right? They're mm-hmm. acting like they're acting like overpaid athletes. Superstars, and, yeah. Yeah, superstars. So yeah, there was a lot of grossness and uh I'm very interested to see where it goes from here, but um that well that's my that's my quick my quick impressions. Karen? Um, yeah, I agree. It was, you know, super dark and super explicit about a lot of things mm-hmm. that I'd never had seen in a superhero show before. And I don't know, maybe I didn't need to see. Okay. Um, like when they went, I don't know if it was undercover, they just went to that club where all the superheroes were like fucking on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in essence like a, a superhero bathhouse almost yeah so um yeah so i didn't i can't say i dislike the show i just think maybe not for me unless it ends up taking a turn um to like be somewhat more or to show something that positive that could come out of this because like 
I get it. They're super dark. Uh, this is, you know, realistic as to what happens to people in power. And mm-hmm. it's a, definitely an interesting, uh, like, look at that kind of possibility in this type of world. I just don't know that I want to sit there and watch it because it's kind of, de- like, depressing. Like, that's not why I have heroes. I have heroes so, like, they can be the best. So so here's the thing, and I fully understand and at points like i was i at the very beginning i agreed everything that we see in this first episode carries through to the final episode like it shockingly how when because we rewatched it today and it was interesting to see how many beats of this first episode carried all the way through to the to the final episode um certain things coming to light certain situations changing certain situations you know being used against people like it in the in the first episode it seemed gratuitous but as the show carried through it it made that gratuity purposeful um the in a show that has seven plus heroes superheroes the hero of this show is Huey like he's the 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 the, the guy played by Jack Quaid which I found out is is actually related to Quaid you know anywho um <laughs> he he is the 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 bumbling hero throughout the whole show and there are a lot of things done in this in this show to make you think that someone else is more important like billy butcher who is just carl carl orpin i thought having the goddamn time of his life knocked it out of the park (laughs) i really did enjoy that character and watching this then i i think right after this we i was you know had a day and i i said you know what let me put on dread and i watched all of that it i I don't know what Carl Urban's real accent is, and I don't <laughs> care, because whatever this brogue that he has going on right now, it perfect, fully fits the character. And I went back and I actually looked at the comic, um, sort of. It sort of sticks with the storyline, but the comic was w- way more gratuitous, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, well, it's in print, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a whole relate. Yeah, you haven't. She did, there's a, an FBI agent that he that Billy Butcher had a relationship with in the comic that shows up later, and that it's just completely different than the book. But they touched on it. They said the like they they stuck true to the source material, which for what that source material was is 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 quite the feat because it was rough. It's rough. Um, so the, I mean the 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 get of this whole show is Huey loses his girlfriend to a hit and run by A train, and those special effects, like it was within the that was really special within the first ten minutes of the show I think, um, like I I don't know what this I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think that's mm-hmm. what this is. And they put some money into the special effects because like as he's running through the girl, 
they do, you know, that, that slow-mo panty thing, and you see her spine, her jawbone, lots of blood. And at the end, like, you would... Th- <laughs> I don't know if a regular show runner would think, hey, let's do this little bit. I feel that this could only come out of the mind of a comic book artist, and that is Huey standing there with his girlfriend's hands and forearms still in his hands as A-Train ran through her. Like, that, I was, at that moment, I was sold, and I, and I, and I wanted to see where this was going, because if this is the first five, ten minutes of the show, I can't wait to see what's coming throughout. And I I, I want to see them take down the uh, I want I want to see the uh, the the superheroes get their comeuppance. Honestly, and, I want to. S- and you there? Okay, so every superhero has a fault in some way, and they're all different. Like you know, A Train, he did this horrible, horrible thing. Um, the deep is a deviant so is oh what was the guy's name that the invisible man um translucent <laughs> translucent it's like, not even what translucent means and that was that was because we actually said that like, doesn't that mean not invisible like sort of see-through but still there um like he is like he's a deviant as well i mean the justice league is here you have your superman your 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 flash your Green Lantern was there, but he's the lamplighter and he left. Uh, the Invisible Man is who he is. The Aquaman character. And then you have this sweet, sweet girl from, I think it was Ohio, Starlight, who's been brought up to the ranks of the Seven, who has this idealistic view of them because she was, it's like she was raised with them as the heroes. And then she's brought into this world to sh- and and sees the the underside, if you will, and it's <sighs> horrific. Good choice of words, right? It's it's horrific. It's the opposite of what she thinks it is, or like, or why she wanted to to be a superhero. Yeah, because they're not there to be good people. They're not there to save the day. They're there for you know money. making money, and and it's all because of the 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 team is funded by thought. It's something with a V. I think it's. It, I think that's right. Vought is the company, which is like it's. It's a, a, a production company. Like they run everything. They tell the heroes where to go. They, you know, they're running deals with you know licensing and merchandising and all of that stuff. Like these superheroes are really high-paid actors with really distinct skills. <laughs> um and outside of this you know i mean billy butcher is an amazing character huey is great because he's like the everyman my favorite is homelander which we don't get to see much of in this episode yeah we didn't we didn't see much of homelander other than you know they said at the beginning of the episode he is a hundred percent like you know good guy through and through and then we see him zap the airplane in half at the end okay so that's okay so you're 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 given the information that he is he is uh oh i can't even i wish i could remember what he said but 
he said something to the effect that he's like a boy scout he is he's untouchable he doesn't drink he doesn't smoke he's so he i can't find any dirt on him and then at the very end of the episode we see what he is capable of and he superman eye beams a plane in half and crashes it because the person on the plane has information about Vought that could possibly do a ridiculous damage to the company. Um, I know throughout the show, crazy is done really well. Like half of the episodes, I can't tell if Billy Butcher's crazy. Like, I think he is, or he just may be just slightly off his rocker. Homelander, I, um, I, I, yeah, he's a few French fries short of full Happy Meal. Um, everybody has flaws, and they just, like, keep one-upping them, each other with those flaws that, without the superpowers, they would just, it, they could possibly just be normal Hollywood kind of you know actor actress flaws you know too big of an ego doesn't give a shit about anybody else kind of thing um my okay so i gotta i gotta find out her okay so my favorite return to the screen was madeline stillwell who was played by elizabeth shoe and me seeing elizabeth shoe on this show means that there is the slightest possibility that I will get her in Cobra Kai next season. Because Wait, who was Elizabeth Shue? She was the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Okay, so wait. Eliz- that got liquefied? No. Elizabeth no. Shue was Madeline Sitwell, who was the um, female rep for Fought. She is the woman who is making, like, the, the, the oh, boss of Vought. Oh, shit. That was her? Yeah. That's Elizabeth Shue of Karate Kid fame. Yeah, and um, okay, I got to find a picture that I didn't recognize Aven- her. At Adventures all. in Babysitter, sitting. I think, I think that was her. Not hundred percent on that one, but like Elizabeth Shue, Madeline Stillwell. She like her character arc in this show is great. I mean, everybody does a really. Oh, she's seeing Homelander because that wasn't in the first episode. Uh, sort of. It's weird. I'm not. It, it's. The oh show. God, I, she looks nothing. She looks nothing like she did in Karate Kid. Well, I don't recognize her at all. She's older. That's it. I see it. Um, I look at like the cast that we have already been introduced to. Is they're great. They all have their. They're all playing their parts really, really well. And as the show progresses, they introduce the rest of the boys. Um other heroes like everybody does a really good job in this show i was really really surprised and really pleased with how well this they they handled this this is silly tv this is when superheroes go bad okay well it's silly tv but it's also you know not silly it's it's it it handles some pretty nasty and very real stuff oh they get just told through the lens yeah, it's, it's told through the lens of of you know the silliness of superheroes, but it's taking it about as seriously as it. This is doing. 
it's funny to say it's like dark and uh, dark and gritty. Like it's not it's not dark and gritty angsty like a stupid Zack Snyder movie. No, it's not Justice League. Like it's not you know a thirteen year old hot topic idea of dark and gritty. It's like. <laughs> actual dark and gritty it's the kind of stuff that makes you look at the world and go wow this planet's awful i should start you know that i should never leave my house uh but this is uh, yeah it's told through the lens of silly superhero-ness but it's also it's dealing with some pretty nasty stuff so uh, I, i don't know i don't know that i'd call it inherently silly per se just it's 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 taking those those very serious topics and putting a cape and cowl on it which yeah makes it slightly more digestible to to modern to modern viewing because of what we're going through right now with this renaissance of superhero but you are absolutely oh, right that's, that's not where i thought you were going with that <laughs> i thought you're going to say renaissance of stupidity which no, we are going through that as well a renaissance <laughs> of stupidity it's i don't know if they did that purposely i i haven't read the comic to see if they touched on all of these topics in the book or if they're you know exploring different avenues through this lens but being a person that has seen the whole show they do it handle it really really well and the people that need to overcome certain things you see their personal battles and their emotional battles like it's it's not it's not a marvel movie it's not a dc movie where it's unnecessarily dark and gritty or you know a superhero show or a superhero movie this is they just happen to be wearing capes and cowls and have powers that's tertiary almost it's when the the basis of the show is when the normal guys can't take it anymore and have to stand up to the to the capes and that's what billy is that's what billy butcher's job is he i can't there was a great tagline but he literally is the guy who is he just wants to you know put the superheroes in their place when they step out of line and these seven that well the six of them that we are introduced to all of them have stepped over under around on top of like the line has been completely fornicated upon it's it's mind wobbling at, at certain points um biggest pet peeve that i have queen mave the the wonder woman mm-hmm. that action you see at the very beginning is pretty much it she is like an like that's her big spot they she then becomes tertiary throughout the whole show and it was it was such a missed opportunity but hmm. outside of that everybody else like she's there and she she chimes into the plot every once in a while but like they could have done way more with that character um overall i i really enjoyed this episode and this show in its entirety it was it was it was a welcome surprise because when i saw that they were doing the boys i was like oh boy i am really interested but this could go really bad this could be horribly wrong because i remembered how gruesome the book was and this stayed true to it, but sort of toned it down, I guess. The book was bad. <laughs> the book was rough at points. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys get the chance. I, I mean, at least you, Chris, because you seem to be enjoying it. I'm not going to, 
you know, Karen, if it wasn't your cup of tea, it wasn't your cup of tea. I get it. Um, but the story in itself, there's a lot of comeuppance and people having to, to pay for those, those lifestyle choices. So yeah. it is nothing in this first episode goes unnoticed. So really, yeah, I want, I, I, I want to say it. It wasn't that I didn't like it necessarily just that like, <laughs> There's already so much bad stuff going on mm-hmm. that I don't know that I can handle that much of it uh, in my entertainment right now, especially given that we're already into uh, Orange is the New Black. And as Chris said, that is like, that is some shit right there. That is some bleak shit right there. Isn't like, this the final season? It yes. is. Yeah. And it's like there's there's there was a little bit that happened in the la- end of the last episode that gave me like this slight twinge of hope that something positive might happen. But boy, I we just we finished watching the episode. I said to Karen, like, I really hope something positive happens with some of these characters because as of right now, I just yikes. <laughs> just it's yikes. very much um like the you know, the first whatever six seasons were all like this is what would happen to you if, you know, you were in prison, but that probably won't happen to you or anyone you know. And then all of a sudden this season, they like added this whole other element and it was like, oh no shit, this could happen. Like, (laughs) if not to you, definitely in your community. Yeah. If there's people, you know, that look a certain way, this can and very well may happen to them. And it is awful. And I'm, I'm not thrilled is the wrong word, but I'm I'm very glad that that story is being told in a medium that is like in a show that is essentially like the theoretical main character is some random white woman Mm -hmm. and they are. Well, that 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 character. (laughs) Yes, theoretically, she was the main character, but that became an ensemble by what three season three like she wasn't like i can't remember when she stopped being the proverbial lead of the show yeah she did stop being the focal point but she is far more of a focal point right now and it's actually the most interesting i think the character's ever been (laughs) which is i know that's not saying a lot but um i'm i'm finding myself in the situation where i'm just like Wow, I I don't actively hate her right now. That's kind of oh, cool. That that's, is a big deal because yeah, I remember that's, that's you speaking up. differently. She's just the worst in so much of this show, <laughs> and now it's like I I kind of care a little bit. I I kind of hope things work out for her now. So I don't know. Uh, it's 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 great TV, but like the boys, it's like it's really kind of beating you over the head with just how awful this planet is, mm-hmm. particularly this section of the planet that we live in mm-hmm. is just awful yeah yeah like, and like in it's it's funny because there's the whole introduction to billy the, the introduction between huey and billy and there it seems like they're walking the streets of new york and he is just going on and on billy is about about why they have been why they need to do what they need to do and he just does this like a wave of an arm and they're in us in essence Times square and you see all of the billboards of all the soups you know doing their movies or their television shows or their you know drink sponsorships or all of this and whether they have the they have become the superstars and in this show they are like above the law 
even though they are sort of the law. And it shows how society has sort of done that with our superstars. You know, it, it, it shows how just because they because there is a lens on them doesn't make them any more special than you or I. It's that's just the way society has brought them up. I it's 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 weird to see it shown this way and it's easier to digest because they are the superheroes of this fictitious world. Even though there are some really horrible topics being discussed, it's sort of more digestible. Um I just I, I true I wish I hope you, you watch it through because the up and comments is so worth it. Um it's it's some good stuff. Some really, really good stuff. So with that, let's let's take the let's take the break because we got some news to talk about. And I feel like we're gonna be discussing a, a few topics here because as I was reading them today, I was like, woof, woof, uh, okay, that's gonna be a, a a hot button issue. Um so yeah, there it is. The boys. I say watch it. Watch the whole thing. Enjoy it. S- soak it in because it's so worth it. I I can't wait to see season two because yes, of course, it ends on a cliffhanger. <sighs> so another reason to watch Amazon Prime. <laughs> Keep paying for that subscription service. <laughs> Keep telling yourself it's for the free shipping. <sighs> My uh, God, we use that every yeah. week. So yes, yeah, it is. For it the is free for the free shipping. shipping. Okay, it's no joke. That's that's for the free shipping. Free two day <laughs> shipping. Netflix don't ship me shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geek. 
Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's talk some news. Uh, this first one came from a couple of different sources. I... Our... our uh, Ars Technica. ArsTechnica.com. I don't know what that is. That, that's where I found it. Um, <sighs> Disney fights a streaming account sharing with help from cable industry. Now, yeah. So apparently they're going to start, they're, they're teaming up with, conveniently enough, my cable company, uh, uh, which is uh, Charter Communications. It's Spectrum, which is down here in, in North and South Carolina. Um to, to sort of limit your password sharing. So since the creation of Netflix, we have shared Netflix accounts. Um, back in the day when it was the DVD service only, you know, you if your buddy got three DVDs, you'd say, hey, can you, can you grab that one for me? And I will, you know, like that was sharing. Then we got the streaming service and they let three or four, four accounts or three or four streams at the same time so you you gave it to your mom you gave it to your grandma that didn't have the funds to 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 buy her own netflix account and now they want to stop you from doing that because money yeah because money they could get money (sighs) so um I mean, look, I'm not going to begrudge them the whole idea of like, oh, man, this company wants people to pay for their goods and services. You know, what a bunch of assholes. Like, really, it's 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 hard to hold that against them, Like, of, of all the things to hold against companies like Disney, like wanting people to pay for this, this service they provide is kind of low on the, the low on the totem pole. But at the same time, it's like, here's the thing. I get the, that. I agree with you. But the only way that they can get their their information on where accounts are being shared and and logins being used is by looking at IP addresses and sharing, um, and having the cable provider share your information. So, what was it in 2017? Right, as back before I moved, when that um, the Internet Sharing Act thing. Where they they were trying to make it so that ba- like that they were making it so higher rated or companies that paid more for bandwidth got precedence over those that did not pay for a specific bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that part of that was the sharing of information. Um, I'm trying to do 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 do. Okay. Disney could track the IP addresses of users signing into services. Charter can match those IP addresses to those of its broadband customers and thereby saying, hey, they didn't pay for they didn't pay for this service. They can't use it. Now, here's the problem with that. 
if I go to my brother's house and we live many hours apart from each other and I decide to log into my Netflix account via his IP address, that could be a problem. That is my account. That is, I pay for that three streams. That's you pay what I pay for, for the ability to be able to watch it in different locations. Yes. That's a thing. Yes. So how does that get combated? We don't know yet. Yeah. And that scares the ever-living shit out of me. It really does. Because right now, there's, like, right now you do a search on Google and it shows up in your Facebook feed. You do a search on your phone and it shows up on your Twitter account. Like, all of this information is is out there and being shuffled around, and now that it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to start to be used against us. And there's the possibility that that you know I pay for th- three, I think it's three, whatever the it, three avenues of Netflix. What does it matter who I give them to? I'm paying for those three. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I I don't I now it's getting to the point where I'm going to have or you know if I want to watch it in my living room and then at my work I have to have two separate accounts because those are two different IP addresses. I mean technically if you watch it on two different computers you have a different IP address. Well, I mean I guess we'll just have to see how that shakes out because. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily see them limiting it, limiting it to the extent that it will make people stop doing it entirely, uh, which smells like that could be pushing in that direction. Like you're paying for the option to be able to watch it here and watch it there and watch it there. Like you're paying so that you can activate it on these three devices. I think it's like, well, if they look at your account and it is streaming at this, like, you've got three different locations streaming three different things at the same time, then they know it's not, you know, you using it in your three different locations. It's you sharing it with your, your buddy, Ted and your, oh, it could your be my wife or it could be my kid. I, You're a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's the, uh, that is not necessarily, that's not a great look, but at the same time, it's like, well, we sell a subscription for like for these people. Like I'm not trying to defend the the big evil corporation. I'm just saying that like I can at least see the the want behind well, this is silly because we want to sell subscriptions to these people to do these things and not for like oh, well, they're just going to, you know, share it among these people and we could be getting three times the revenue. Which is kind of gross. It's I don't know, I'm talking myself into circles here. It's <laughs> this episode brought to you by Disney Plus. It's. I feel hey, you want to sponsor us, Disney Plus? <laughs> I'll say whatever you want. I, I I just feel like it's a slippery slope, and it definitely is a slippery slope. There's no question about that. If, if, but it also it's also could be a slippery slope for them. Like it. Yeah. It seems like a very real possibility that if they crack down on this too hard, it's going to start costing them in a in a very real way, yeah. uh, which would of course serve them right. But you know. Hmm. We what shall see how it, how it how it plays out. <sighs> All right, we sure shall. We got this covered. brings us the rumored information: Daredevil reboot to be coming to FX. 
And like I said, rumored. Um, so FX is Fox. Is Fo- Fox is owned by Disney. Disney. Disney owns Marvel. Yeah, this is yeah this this shakes out. This is a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. I, I don't know how much I buy it. Just considering that they had that whole thing like they can't use these characters for in another flight. Like the deal with Netflix was they couldn't use the characters again for a certain like grace period or something. I think I, I don't know. Right. I don't know what I'm talking about. But no, you're uh, right. It was it was two years that they couldn't use those characters. And, uh, Jesus, how long ago did Daredevil air last? That was a while ago. That's almost, yeah, a, I mean, almost a year now, right? Give or take. Um, so, interesting. I like the theory of it that let's, it doesn't matter what it is, but what's written in this show, in this article, is that the TV show's tying in more to the MCU. And I like that a lot. I like the the overarching storylines and the tie-ins and whatnot. Um, yeah, I like the idea that if they're gonna do this kind of stuff, like, then do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was one of the few gripes I had about the uh, the Netflix ones is that they they kind of tiptoed around it. Like, yeah, this takes place in is yeah they they'd mention the guy with the hammer and you know dude in a suit and. Uh, you know the whole thing in New York with the aliens, like the they don't incident. Really, yeah, they 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 tiptoe around it, except for in you know what's this? Um, um, Agents of Shield. What's that? Agents of Shield. Well, Agents of Shield. I meant in um that show in uh, what's his name's office. Um, why am I blanking on his name? That show in what's uh, his the name's reporter and Dare the reporter from Daredevil that got killed. That was a character that's in. He was played by Joey Pants in the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> oh my god the black guy he he was the reporter that yeah. karen page took his job what was that character's name oh, Ben something ben Ru- not ben Ru- ben riley no no not ben riley that's spider-man ben um ben holy crackers and cheese ben urich Yurik. jesus <laughs> damn jeez what could i think of that but yeah in ben urich's office they had like pictures from right. avengers from like the newspapers and stuff but outside of that they were super coy about it mm-hmm. and i i don't know i'd like to see those characters exist within the same world as the MCU. Now, that's I agree with you on that one. This article poses a question at the very end. Will fans take kindly to new interpretations of Daredevil, Luke Cage, etc. so soon after the popular Netflix versions? I Yes. You think so? <laughs> I mean, like, not that the Spider-Man movies were all that great, but as soon as Spider-Man got folded into the MCU, it was just like cool screw all the rest of these spider-mans this i'm in and uh, look it's it's gonna mm, get us a new daredevil like all right the daredevil i can see there there might be some some pushback on because that daredevil was so good but before jessica jones was a tv series there wasn't the, this considerable contingent of hardcore jessica jones fans it was obviously the character had her fans but it wasn't like it was you know post tv show uh so 
yeah, a, a fresh interpretation of Jessica Jones, that'd be interesting because the general consensus on the loud, obnoxious, stupid internet is that seasons two and three of Jessica Jones were complete and utter trash, which I couldn't possibly disagree with more. <laughs> but Luke Cage, again, it was like, I well, feel like you just lumped me in with that, but I'm just gonna, I'm not going to take it personally. <laughs> yeah, there were things you liked about seasons two and three of Jessica Jones. You just liked the things that had the kid to deal with the one specific you know, main with the character. Titular character. Yeah, that's fine. And no other tertiary character. Nope. Just has to be 100% Jessica all the time. Um, yep. Luke Cage, so, you know, similar It's not situation. called Jessica Jones and Friends, okay? <laughs> Anywho. Now I just want to cross over between <laughs> Jessica Jones and Friends. <laughs> I, oh, man, that would be great. That would be amazing. Anywho. Yeah, Luke Cage, you know, I could see, again, that whole show was great, but it ended on such a like complete mystery. And it was like, all right, well, I'll take whatever new Luke Cage I can get. And Iron Fist, like, Iron Fist fans are probably sitting around being like, please, please give us a different Iron Fist. Like, yes, that ended fantastically, but you can't you can't have that season two with an erase season one because there was continuity. So let's let's hit the reset button and do uh, do uh, Iron Fist right. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that being much of a problem. I think Daredevil fans will just be happy to have more Daredevil. Like, that, yeah, I don't see it being a big problem. Karen? Um, Care to weigh in? I, I don't know what I I can say more than that. I mean, I'm on board, but who cares what I think? <laughs> you have a microphone in front of you, Karen. Of course, your opinion matters. <laughs> I have a, you have a I have a microphone, and you don't. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. I feel. I don't know. I feel like there would be kickback. I mean, I. I'm trying to. Th- okay. It will be welcomed if it's done really well, like to the quality that the the Netflix versions were done in. But mm-hmm. if it's any less than that, there's going to be, you know, internet vitriol about, oh, this is socks and blah, blah, blah. Not oh, Netflix there's going to be blah. internet vitriol. No matter it, what? No matter what. It's true. There is a 0% <laughs> chance. As my dad would say, there is a better chance of swinging across hell on a string of snot than there not being absolute fire and rage from the depths of hell of how dare you recast this character how dare you they should just bring that back and have all those characters come back the way i want it i want all my tv shows served up the way i want it damn it you know change is bad raw like it's just that that's that's a given so no matter what there's going to be the vitriol i say go for it and do a fresh take on it you know, maybe not go as dark, maybe not spend so much time on Electra, you know, and if you are, make her a little bit more interesting, you know, <laughs> Daredevil was amazing, but I'm not saying there's not room for improvement and it could have benefited for a tiny bit more of that MCU flavor, I guess. But again, this it doesn't negate that that Daredevil stuff existed. You know, it's it's like looking at different you know writers take on the character in in the comics. You know, mm-hmm. they're not always going to fit together like puzzle pieces, but it's always cool to see those neat new takes on these different characters. So, I mean, it's it's just about the most comic book thing that you could you could ask to happen to it. Like, ah, a new creative team's got Daredevil now. Let's see what they do with Let's it. See, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ha- I mean. None, all of this is rumors, and it's just an interesting conversation to have because it it is all possible with all of the changeover and and like they they're actively trying to make a single universe. It's 
it's a very good possibility that it will actually come to fruition, but we shall see. All right, Google.com. This was kind of a surprise to me. Um, this is actually Deadline.com brings us the information. Kevin Smith unveils plans for Masters of the Universe Revelation anime series at Netflix. A lot of these words are appealing to me. When you put them all together, I'm not 100% sure how to feel. I've never, I am Explain. a fan of Kevin Smith. I've never heard him once speak of He-Man. I do know he is a kid of the 80s, so... I feel confident that you have. I, I can't pinpoint it, but there's no way this dude who is constantly spouting references to uh, some sort of 80s material hasn't at some point talked about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And that's the thing, like, I... I'm, I'm, I can hear him saying He-Man in my head. I can hear him saying He-Man and or Skeletor. I can just hear the words coming out of his mouth. Oh, it's just that it's not, it hasn't been, it's not on the forefront. How is that? But I, all right, I'll give you that. It's not on the forefront. But It's not on his number one list of things to do, but that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I, I'm extremely interested to see where this goes because I know right now he is actively sitting and and taking in all of the original stuff to to to, to figure out what he's going to do with the new stuff and they're going to do it in that anime the anime well the I'm, hmm, hold on before I say that the anime house the animation house that's doing this show is the same animation house that did the um oh, Castlevania and the, the that's the part that kind of weirds me out is that this is a continuation of the original series and it's listed as an anime instead of an animated thing like She-Ra. Okay. I That's weird. Yeah. Not not a bad weird. I'm just it's saying just different. Well, that's kind of odd because He-Man isn't anime. There isn't anything inherently Japanese about He-Man. Okay. There's not anything inherently Japanese about Castlevania. Yeah, it is. It was made in Japan. It was made by Konami, well, okay. a 100% Japanese company. Those are Japanese characters. Yeah, but it's, like, it's Dracula an American... and Simon Belmont. Like, yeah, Simon uh, Belmont is an invention of, the, of a Japanese company. Like, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like that was a Japanese source material. All That's right. what Castlevania is. He-Man is a an American source material, right? That wasn't yeah, that was wasn't Mattel. Transformers. That was it was you know, Mattel. Big beefy, big beefy American dude. And again, it's it's it just strikes me as strange that it's being done. Like it, it definitely has. I, I think the reboot that they did had certain anime influences behind it. What and reboot? They did a reboot. Oh, uh, okay. I know what you're talking about. God, it was like 10 years ago, yeah, I think. No, I, th like I was trying to think of something like current. And I was like, what? They, I missed a He-Man? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it definitely had that sort of Avatar The Last Airbender anime influence. But I wouldn't consider anime The Last Airbender. Uh, sorry, yeah, anime The Last Airbender. There you go. I wouldn't consider The Last Airbender to be anime. It's just anime inspired, but it's not actually anime. So it's, I do find it a little odd that this is being treated as an anime property. Um, but again, I don't understand. I'm not sure I am a hundred percent clear on where you would draw that actual line of like, well, what actually is the distinction between anime and animation? Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's just very weird to me. It, it's weird that that's, maybe it's just because it's that studio that's handling it and it's still going to be 
you know, American. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Netflix is not a Japanese company. So they, they have this anime studio that's making these anime productions. And same kind of stuff happened with um, uh, Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. They did the second and third seasons of Fooly Cooly. They did a second season to Big O. Like, when these anime properties that didn't succeed in Japan succeed in America, then an American company funds the continuation of it and... It's weird. He-Man, that's a strange property to have being coming out of an anime studio and then to have He-Man and She-Ra on the same network but not having them interact in any way, shape, well, or form. Well, that's which... not necessarily they don't, they they, ha- they said they don't know what that's going to happen. Maybe it might. We don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure they said pretty flat out that uh, from the She-Ra side of it anyway, that they have no intention of making a He-Man as part of this universe. And if this is going to be handled by the anime studio... I suspect this is going to be of a much more adult tone mm-hmm. than yeah. She-Ra. Which yeah, is a- just based on the art that they have next to this picture of Kevin Smith, I cannot see our Adora in this world <laughs> other than like accidentally showing up there and like running for her life. <laughs> of course, it's any in the world of animation, anything is possible. Yes, that's very true. I'm just I'm curious is, up is, a- if, you know... He-Man's upper torso is going to be 12 times wider than his lower half because that art style was an obvious choice and that is not how anime in in my experience when like the lead characters are usually slender toned yes but not that overt action figurey look which He-Man was it was a toy before it was a show. Like I'm curious as to where the animation I'm style sure is, they is, were is going to fall. Toys. I think pretty sure the show and the toys were one and the same. Well, I think they were if produced I'm not to be together. They made the toy, and then to get the toy sold, they because this was, if I'm not mistaken, it was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe it was one of those show. There was an episode of it for toys that built us or toys that we grew up with or something. Where mm. they made these line of toys, and they're like, "Oh yes," and there's a show to get yeah, their toys. Yeah, they were part of the same. They were all part and parcel of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they made these toys and they said these toys are neat. We should make a show out of it. They were like, "We're going to make these toys, and we're going to make a cartoon to sell the toys." Yes, it was like all, you know, one straight line. Mm. In the interest of what I was talking about before about universes colliding, I just sent a picture in our chat of from Turtles Forever, which was the you know, oh far grittier anime style Ninja Turtles <laughs> meeting the 80s Ninja Turtles. That's a thing that happened, and that was a whole animated special that was super awesome. So, Isn't like, there t- oh, wait, that's not time travel. That's universes colliding. That's okay that they're touching each other. Because if it was yes, time travel, that would be a different animal. Yes, completely different. <laughs> so, yeah, this kind of thing is totally doable. So, like, yeah, super grit. They wouldn't even have to change the art style to have a weird, super fun crossover between. This Master of the Universe He-Man and uh, the She-Ra that we know and love now. In fact, I would really like to see that someday. <laughs> well, if we get any more news on it, I, I'm actually really curious. I want to see what it looks like. And it's a Kevin Smith joint, so I will be watching it. So, uh, yeah, we'll probably be talking about it here at some point in time. So, All right, next up, IndieWire.com. Um, so this is Apple... Plus, wait, no. What is it? Apple. It's what's the Apple streaming service now? Is I, it 
Apple TV know. Plus? Maybe? Apple TV. <laughs> I feel like there's a plus. In I don't everything. know. There's an Apple and a TV and a plus. I don't really know how you're supposed <laughs> to say plus that. TV, Apple. Anyhow, anywho, uh, one of their shows, The Morning Show, um, it, the trailer featuring Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon um, is available. And I watched it and I, I'm interested. Karen, I watched the trailer. I didn't realize it was available now. Karen, yeah, you, you posted this. Uh huh. I am curious as to how. Okay, I by the looks of this image, I didn't watch it. I you know I read this article and then watched the trailer because that's how it's presented in in the the the, the feed. Um, by the picture, it looks like they're friendly, friendly, mm-hmm. and according to the trailer. Not so much. Well, I mean, there's a public face and a behind-the-scenes face to these characters, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It looks like one is... I don't want to say actively seeking out, but is set up to take the other one's job. Am I getting that correct? Is that not how it's presented? Uh, I mean, the impression that I got is not that that um, one is out to get the other one's job is more that one was put up to, you know, be a... A replacement, if you will. Yeah. Not that necessarily that's her motivation, but that that's the position that she's put in. It looks... It's a... It's a, a star-studded cast. Um, mm-hmm. it It looks good. I am... Pleasantly, like this is it. Is this the first thing we've seen come out of Apple TV Plus? Have we gotten any other? If not the first, then one of the first. Um, it's the first thing I've ever seen, but yeah, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. Um, like, and like the the trailer looks it's all over. It's I don't want to say all over the place, it's a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and it. It looks and I have engaging. a feeling that yeah, that like the the impression that I get off of the trailer is that you're not gonna you're gonna find out more ab- about what's going on as the show goes on. It's not gonna be a straightforward story. There's it's gonna have the type of storytelling that sort of reveals things along the way that change the way you you see what you've already you know that you feel about the things you've already seen. Yeah, there's no active bad guy. Or someone to vote, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> to some uh, a single person to not side with. It, it it's it seems like everybody has really it's a it's a, a, a number of different stories put in one show, mm-hmm. which is always right for entertainment, especially when those stories collide. <laughs> um, I was. <laughs> The little bits of Steve Carell that we see in this trailer, fantastic. He is such a good actor. He really is. So good. So entertaining. Not that, you know, The Office was a bad thing or anything, but it's kind of nice to see him climb out from under the role of just being Michael Scott and do other things, Mm -hmm. because that could easily be a career-defining role, and nobody ever sees him as anything else than that. But he's done a lot of great things. He has. Uh, I just watched a movie, Welcome to... Melville, where wow, he did a re- he did a phenomenal job. He's a, a really, really good dramatic actor as well, which is mm-hmm. you know the line between comedy and drama is very very thin. Um, 
So is this? Does it say it's available now? Is that what? Is that what you said, Chris? I thought that's what you said. Oh, no, I don't know if it is. I don't see anywhere that it says when it's available. The series will debut debut in the fall. Okay, there we go. Um. So yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of new stuff coming from areas that I didn't expect. I, I was always. With all of the streaming services that are available to us now, there has to be a limit to the good stuff coming out, because not all of it can be good. There has to be some sort of schlock somewhere. No, there doesn't. We are doomed. (laughs) We truly are. (laughs) Peak TV Uh, will be the death of us all. uh, Well, speaking of schlock, um, Variety.com lets us know. (laughs) Nice one. Right? You like that segue? I liked this show from the first season. You know, I think I saw most of the first season. But Krypton is canceled after two seasons. It's Sifi. Uh Network is not moving forward on the Lobo spinoff. The Lobo spinoff is complete news to me. I didn't realize that they were going to go that route. But I am now curious as to see what would have happened. Um, in this article, they also state that they are going to try to shop it out to other networks because it is a, it's it's a cv original so it has the availability to go elsewhere i haven't seen any of the current season or the most current season i enjoyed the first season i know I, if i remember correctly you guys weren't sold because i think i made us watch one of these i think yep. yeah you made us watch the pilot and yeah. i really stuck i i stuck to my guns that i think superman mythology is stupid <laughs> There you go. I think Superman's pretty cool, but I think that his mythology's pretty stupid. <laughs> it's Brainiac. You mean that like that insult from like the fifties? That's also a name of a super intelligent computer from an alien world. Sure, sure. Brainiac. Yeah, I'd buy that. Brainiac. Uh-huh. <laughs> and according to this article, development on Lobo was announced in June. And it is now August, and they're like, nah, never mind. Ah, I got you, fools you. Yep, not doing it. <laughs> fools you. Um, and a Lobo show, not for nothing, could have been really entertaining, because he's a bounty hunter. Just a villain of the week or a monster of the week kind of show. I would have watched that, especially if they stuck with the original, like, you know, the, the Justice League animated version of Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have been all over that. That would have been great. I'm pretty sure that was not the case from what we saw of Lobo on this show. Really? I, I did I see Lobo on that show? Oh, I. We talked about like a, a an ad or a trailer or something with him in it at some point. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh because I just scrolled down to the next article, which I now need to talk about. Variety.com brings us. Hold on. <clears throat> Netflix orders Elvis animated to action comedy series Agent King. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. I saw that earlier and I forgot to put it in the feed because I was like, yeah, sign me up for that, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently um, those that are... Okay, those that were in Elvis Presley's life that are still alive are now in, in creating an animated show about when Elvis became a operative for the military. I can't. 
I can't. <sighs> nah, come on, you can do it. I can't. You can do it. I believe in you. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> then I, re- I, re- I I hear all of this information. I'm reading it, and then it's like midway through the article from the time Elvis was a young boy he always dreamed of being the superhero fighting crime and saving the world Agent uh, King lets him do just that said Priscilla Presley Stop. <laughs> the man wore a cape he got it he's good he didn't have to I don't I, it's an anime <laughs> You got it. Come on. Come on. You can do it. It's an animated I believe in you. Pull it together. Elvis spy-y, superhero-y show. But the showrunner is a saving grace. It's Mike Arnold from the Archer fame. So, yes. Right? If we do, if we do this right, <laughs> this could be pretty cool. Yes. If it tries to take itself really seriously. We're all effed. That you know, I I can't walk away from it fast enough. But <laughs> I want to see a cross between Johnny Bravo and Archer, and make it that. Yes, Johnny Bravo is such a weird show, and I never understood it. <laughs> you are missing out. <laughs> there is a combination to that show, very few can understand. And I like the sock puppet show, okay? And I think Johnny Bravo is a little. It's a little I think much. Johnny Bravo is a little over the line. Like, so wait, is this is just like some dude who lives in his basement and hits on chicks. Everything hits on is that, everything. Okay, but is that the show? Yes. Because I don't. Why would I want to watch that? Oh, uh, I don't know. But we will watch King El- <laughs> Elvis King. What is it? What did I say it was called? Agent King. <laughs> I moved on. Agent King. We're wa- we'll, we're going to watch that. I, I, I'm i sure one or all three of us will watch that. Uh, more news from Variety. Arrow star Stephen, <clears throat> Stephen Amell to lead stars wrestling drama Heels. So he's going to be in a show about the... About footwear. WWE style <laughs> wrestling and he's the bad guy which is you know the heel i it's a stars thing got an eight episode order so he, he likes wrestling is ever closer to his apparent dream of actually being a professional wrestler yeah yeah um i uh, good for him i yeah. guess it's written by michael waldron who is the author for the loki Disney series. Um, hey, you know what? Glow is a fantastic show. It so. is. So I, if it's in that same vein, I'm, it's, yeah. Well, anything is possible. Anything, absolutely. We're is. getting an animated Elvis show, right? <laughs> anything is possible. Uh, so it, it's, uh, when I saw him wrestle, I'm like this guy. This is what this guy really wants to do. I feel like the arrow is getting in his way. So mm-hmm. now it's out of the way. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, people. <laughs> I mean, God bless him. If he's he's already in the best shape of his life from being arrow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And apparently, might he's as well playing do this like while he can. A husband, father, kind of, you know that that behind the scenes stuff, which could be very dramatic. And then with the caveat of him trying to be a wrestler. So, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. TVLine.com. Marvel. 
The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Is it Maisel? Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel, season three. You watch this show, don't you? I I haven't watched. I I don't even think I got through season one. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Show. It's all my fault. And then every time, like I every time I see any news about, it, I'm like, God, I gotta watch that. Uh, season three premiere date is announced. Plus, we got a trailer. Trailer looks good. It does. It looks it's great. Good. So it just makes me miss this show, and I, now I can't wait for December. Uh, four months away. Yeah, that's what they were saying. December sixth. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're going <laughs> on location we'll be caught to up, Miami. Caught up on everything else by then? Oh God, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> no. maybe. Doubtful. <laughs> so much stuff. So much stuff. Um, apparently, they did really well at the Emmys with twenty. Right. 20 Emmy nominations yet? That's what it said. Yeah. So, uh, second highest total, only behind Game of Thrones final season. So, yeah, that's pretty weird, isn't it? <laughs> What's that? That, that? that two streaming shows are winning all the Emmys? No, just that the last season of Game of Thrones got is all like Emmy nominated and stuff. Like, really? Like, oh, I, oh, I, I see what I, you're I saying. En- I enjoyed the last season of Game of Thrones, and even I'm looking at it like. You sure about that, guys? Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> as as uh, as one of my favorite sock puppets would say, I've seen better film on teeth. So I don't oh, know, man. Man, do we. When are you going to be done with this Syphil and Ollie thing? <laughs> haven't been done with it since it aired. So God damn it, <laughs> you're in a long uh, haul, pal. I, I, and I'm yeah, feeding into you it. only get it once a week, Evan. Jesus. <laughs> We're all going to ride my Crescent shoes. Fresh from here on out. Crescent Fresh. <laughs> uh, all right, BBC America. <clears throat> uh, production begins on the third season of Emmy-nominated Killing Eve. How are you guys doing with that show? You guys caught up and waiting? I am. We are both, yeah. Okay. And I forgot that you started watching that with me and that I had to go back and watch season one again with you. <laughs> Not that I minded. It was great. I, I, yeah, there's another one. I, th- I think I only saw the one episode and it's another show that I'm like, I should watch this. I know this is a good show. <sighs> yeah. And now it's going to have Dame Harriet Walter. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you don't, but it, you do. I do. <laughs> I no, mean, you do. I, wow, it just, I don't, she's I don't, just I don't know. like she's a very British. Hey, it's that lady. Okay, so let. <laughs> like I looked her up on IMDb <laughs> today, and I was like, she has to have been something in Doctor <coughs> Who, and she wasn't. And I was shocked. Shocked, I say. Shocked, I tell you. Uh, nope, don't recognize her at all. Nothing. Well, then you don't watch enough British stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you are actively trying to fix that. <laughs> I am. Um, my singular mission in my life. So. They are doing the whole thing where they're switching writers and giving it to another woman again, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is they picked Suzanne Heathcote, who the only credit they have listed is Fear the Walking Dead. Well, I think we've proven in the past that you can't hold one show in somebody's resume against them. Mm-hmm. I, know. I'm just saying... Uh, even just, I also heard that show got pretty decent. I mean, it's still on. So is it okay? Man, I can't remember the last time I watched a Walking Dead anything. So, all right, there you go. Um, 
Killing Eve season three. They're starting production. Is there any information on when it's coming? No. No, because no. they just started filming it. Yeah, so. I don't know if it has like a set, like it's set to release. You know. No. X amount of time. I used to be able to make you the joke it like it'll it. be sometime before the apocalypse, but I really can't promise that anymore. Yeah, it's true. With the way things are going. All right. Um, <laughs> I just like scrolling in our newsfeed and then seeing this dude's face. Because, yeah, more John Barrowman news. Uh, SuperheroHype.com brings us the information that John Barrowman will be back for Arrow Season 8. I thought he died. Yeah, oh, yeah, but it's they a even comic bring that book up in show. the article. <laughs> like, yeah, it is a comic book show. True. It is a comic but, book show with a mul- like and it's there's multiverse involved like it's true this, as well. this yeah. could All be right. okay. anything. It's completely doable. Or he could have faked this death the whole time. It's Malcolm freaking Merlin. That that's like totally his MO. <laughs> so, okay, we don't know why or how or what or you know, what's going to happen, but he's coming back. Um, and season eight will premiere on October fifteenth on the C Dubs. So the more I see of John Barrowman in real life, like following him on him on Instagram and whatever, seeing people's fan accounts of him at conventions and stuff, the more it amuses me that he plays this like hard, gritty, dark, villainy character on this show, <laughs> like couldn't be more the opposite of his yeah. actual personality yes he is lovely like there were a couple of twitter you know uh, videos and whatnot that he posted up that he is just a, a lovely human being i he is like a a dream um like convention meet i would love to meet him mm-hmm. can you get him to come to garden state Please? He's probably expensive. He's a Doctor Who and an Arrow, <laughs> so I'm going to say no. We're not there yet. Maybe someday, but not just yet. All right, and finally, I posted up this one from ScreenRant.com. HBO Max orders Practical Magic prequel pilot from Jessica Jones showrunner. I always liked Practical Magic the movie. I don't know if I'm in the minority there. Um, I did not know it was based off of a book. Um... But I do like the theory of them doing this prequel show featuring the sisters and apparently their brother that were in the movie. You know, they were the ants. Um, you know, the other weird thing what? I didn't know, complete segue, but something something weird I found out today that I didn't know. That cover, that song Torn by Natalie Imbruglia is a cover apparently. Oh, oh, didn't know that either. Yeah. No idea. Interesting. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this, is this a Sandra Bullock thing? Yes, it was Sandra Bullock and, okay. um, damn it, Meg Ryan just popped into my head and it's not Meg Ryan. Um, her face is right there. <sighs> hold for, hold, Nicole Kidman. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were witches. They were sisters, but polar opposites of each other. You know, yeah. life brings them together. I know this movie means a lot to women in my generation. It just never clicked with me. Like, I don't hate it or anything. It just didn't make any impression on me whatsoever. It's it's one of those <laughs> odd movies that every once in a while I will, like, it'll whether it's on, you know, some sort of streaming service or whatnot, I'll see it. I'll, and I will actively go, hey, I could watch that again. Nine times out of ten, I don't. But I remember it fondly. And I'm... I, it's 
what the main reason I put this in the feed is because I read the article and then like at the very end of it it says HBO Max additionally ordered two other show pilots the half hour dramedy generations that will follow a group of high school students as they delve into exploration of modern sexuality and Redbird Redbird Lane which is described as a psychological horror so HBO Max is also doing original content uh I think that's is this is this where I saw that they also doing the Dune? Yes, uh, they're doing a spinoff of Dune and a rom com anthology, headlined by Anna Kendrick. That I want to see. So like, I love her. Uh, yeah, who? She's she's a dream. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, the the Practical Magic prequel is called Rules of Magic. And apparently HBO Max streaming service is got a couple of good shows coming or, you know, they're, 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 they're putting out original content. Hopefully it's going to be as good as it could possibly. It's Dune. Like Dune is a, a great story. Apparently it's overrated according to some. Um, and they're throwing Anna Kendrick in a rom-com series. So best of luck to them. I feel it's a good move, but that's just me and my humble opinion. <sighs> it's going to be an interesting time to be an like an actor of a certain level of name. Like, just there's all these networks throwing all this. Not networks. That's a, excuse me. I'm 108 years old. <laughs> all these streaming services throwing all this money around and like all these crazy projects, mm-hmm. and like you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, and there's a lot of. It's it's a lot of variety out there too, and everybody wants somebody with a name. It'd be like, oh, that's you know, I want to get such and such a service because so and so actor that I like has a show on it mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So very very interesting. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a good time to like. What a television. time to be alive, as yeah. Chris is fond of saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's all I got for the news, Chris. It's your turn. It's time for the spiel. Oh, I thought you were saying it was my turn. No, no, no. It's Karen's turn to pick. It's your turn for the spiel. Like then a, I will pass it I'm off to no Karen prepared. to give us the homework. It's what we do at the end of every show. Indeed. It's almost the end of the show. Son of a <laughs> You said it, man. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, and Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Karen, it's your turn. What is is the homework? What Uh, European show are we watching this week? Ha! I got you. Just when just when I lulled you into sleep with the uh, with the left cross, then I hooked you with the right jab. I don't know shit about boxing. I got none of those words made sense <laughs> together, but we got what you were saying. Cut man. 
<laughs> I'm Dan. He's Casey. <laughs> you see that monitor down there? <laughs> uh, sorry, we're having a little bit of a, a sports night renaissance in our house right now, but that is not the pick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> See, just so um, you know, because you guys watch the Plex every once in a while, I look and I and I see I can see what you guys are watching, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to be the pick for this week. Hmm. But surprise no, me, Karen. You what would you got? not be able. You would not be able to guess my pick from that data. Uh, <laughs> nothing revolutionary, but we finally made it through. Like whatever it is, a month and a half later. So let's talk about Stranger Things season three. <laughs> Stranger Things season three. Uh, We're talking if you the really entirety. Want an episode, yeah, if you really want an episode, let's go episode eight, the Battle of Starcourt. But you know, we'll talk about. We're gonna the talk thing. about the Stranger Things season three. Yeah, because I couldn't differentiate the episodes at this point because we just kind of they all kind of haze together. <laughs> it's true. All right, people, that's your homework for this week. We're going to just pretty much talk Stranger Things Season 3. <sighs> that's it. That's all we got, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. My back hurts. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.